Tucson Electric Power recognizes local businesses, organizations, and individuals that partner with them to preserve the environment and promote sustainability. These are forward-thinking partners who are creative and effective in their approaches to promoting greater sustainability in the Tucson community. We are spotlighting the community partners in this special podcast series, and today we welcome, warmly welcome, Marcy Euler, President, Pima Community College Foundation, and warmly welcome Greg Wilson, Dean of Applied Technology, also at Pima Community College. And we are spotlighting, but indeed also celebrating their award, Partners in Sustainability, and it's all part of our 2022 Community Partner Spotlight series, and this is episode two. I'm Gina Murphy-Darling, and this is Down to Earth Tucson. So welcome, Marcy and Greg. You can already tell from the pre-show chatter that I'm excited to have you both here. It's near and dear to my heart, so thank you. And um, before we jump into my questions, I want everybody listening to know a little bit more about our guests. Marcy Euler is the president of the Pima Foundation. She has called Tucson home since 1988, working for the University of Arizona for 10 plus years, other higher education institutions and nonprofits. Marcy was named executive director of the Tucson Festival of Books and served the festival from August 2012 until March of 2017. And what a bang up job. I can do my own personal endorsement. She took it to next level. No comment, Marcy, you did. Take the praise, just say thank you. She has presided as president of Pima Foundation since August 2018. Marcy sits on the Dean's Advisory Council, Montana State University College of Education, Health and Human Development. We're not gonna say the alphabet soup acronym. And she holds a seat on PCC's Chancellor's Executive Leadership Team and Cabinet. She received her BS from Montana State University and her Master's in Education, Bowling Green State University. Now, Greg has worked at Pima College for over 20 years. I cannot hardly believe that because I'm not going to comment on how very young he looks because that's unprofessional. He developed training programs with industry partners when he joined Pima's workforce and business development team in 2002 and has served as the Dean of Applied Technology since 2014. I just have to press pause here because little did you know when in 2014, the world we would be living in in 2022. And he's nodding. He leads some of Pima's exciting technical programs, including automation robotics, automotive, aviation, building and construction, computer-aided design, energy technology, machining and welding. And it just, it makes my heart want to sing because it's so important. And I really know what I am talking about because of what I do. Greg serves on the board of directors for Southern Arizona Construction Career Days and the board for Job Path, a nonprofit workforce development and advocacy agency that helps adults succeed in education and job training programs that lead to in-demand high-wage careers. Let me repeat, in-demand high-wage careers. We need him. We need them. Prior to joining Pima, Greg developed industry training curricula with NCCER, which you can tell what that is in a minute, Greg. He graduated from the University of Virginia and earned his master's degree from Duke University. And maybe the most famous thing that I didn't mention is he was born in Jersey, just like me. (laughs) So Greg, great to have you here. What is NCCER? NCCER is the National Center for Construction, Education, and Research based out of Alachua, Florida, uh, aligned with the University of Florida. That group 
works with industry to develop uh, training curricula for over 70 different areas. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, I mentioned to all of you off air that I interviewed Dallas Dukes yesterday from TEP. I mean, another like high level stuff. And I wove this into the conversation because of, to, you know, the transportation electrification and how this fits into it so perfectly. So welcome to both of you. Big jobs being filled by two very impressive human beings at a time in history when things to be seem to be speeding up beyond my comprehension. I went to a STEM lab the other day and I felt like, whoa, whoa, this does not look like my science lab hmm. when I was in high school and this was third grade. So I'm thrilled to be spending time with you. And Greg, I'd like to start with you because I really am obsessed with how our education system is going to help prepare us for all that is changing so rapidly when it comes to the skills you need to keep up with those changes in every arena. It's, you know, it's gone from one kind of economy to now everything has to do with either a smartphone, a machine, trans, tr transmission, whatever. So anyway, so what's happening at Pima Community College? I kind of see this as you having the role here to reassure people like me who wonder, how are we going to get from here to there? Take it away. Great. Sure. No pressure. Thank you. It's a pleasure <laughs> to be here. Thanks for having us. I think I'll start with, if you've driven by downtown campus, by Speedway and Stone, you may have seen some of the new buildings that are going up. And that's just a concrete example of what the transformation that has happened at Pima Huge, Community College. especially when I went there uh, uh, two centuries ago. And that, that starts with our Chancellor, Lee Lambert, uh, who joined the college in Great the summer leader. of 2013 yep. uh, and our board. You know, a couple of weeks ago, in partnership with the Tucson Street Rod Association, we hosted the Rodders Day Car Show at the downtown campus. And as part of that, Gary and Ken and the whole team, they had 300-something classic cars, hot rods, in the parking lot at downtown campus. I saw pictures of that on Facebook, of course. <laughs> awesome event, and they're, they're great partners with the yeah. college, but long answer to your question, as part of that day, we do tours of the facility. Right. So at this point, we're only touring the Automotive uh, Technology and Innovation Center, which opened last fall to students. 70-something people on each tour at the top of the hour. I can't tell you how many people walked out of the building and said, I had no, no idea. idea this right. was going on at Pima. Right. And for those like you and your husband who were previous students at Pima, I spent time here. I don't recognize this place. This is not the Pima I'm I I'm sure know. I would not recognize it. And even, I mean, we went to the West Campus and some classes in the downtown campus, I think, mostly West Campus, but it was a wonderful experience. And I told you, we took every class we possibly could at Pima Community College. Everyone. And it's been a ride. And we're, we're, I mean, we're just getting started. So the Center of Excellence in Applied Technology has four different phases to it. And the automotive facility moving from a 10,000 square foot space to a just under 50,000 square oh foot my, space. I had no idea. Oh, yeah. It's it massive. is really impressive. It is really, I would say, so we're going to plan a tour for Mrs. Green. Yes. Absolutely. We could do some Facebook Live. I mean, I'm, I'm not just saying that. I am just, I'm obsessed with this whole idea of how we're going to get there. Well, and, that, and that's just part of it. Aviation is expanding from 35,000 square feet to 80,000 square feet. Uh, thank you to Governor Ducey and Where? the legislature. Down uh, there? Uh, Old Nogales Highway at okay, our okay. Yeah, right across from uh, the casino. Okay, good. Uh, and then phase three, the other big building you've probably seen at downtown campus is the 100,000 square foot advanced manufacturing building. Unreal. Like, so can we just press pause there yes. since it's our show, the three of us? Right. What's that going to be? 
So a that, manufacturing site? Um, it, it's. You know what? I'm going to start by saying it is a community hub. Okay. Because this building is the community's building. So just to kind of give you an idea, uh, you know, and we've been designing these facilities since 2017 and even before that because uh, we were benchmarking other top programs and then trying to figure out how are we going to go in a different direction and make it, you know, top everybody else. Uh, so going back to the design phase from 2017, you know, we had 120 employers uh, come to the college at downtown campus one day and we really, we, we had a, a facilitator just ask all of these questions. When, you know, going back to your question, how are we going to get from there, here to there? We got industry input. You know, they, they know what's coming in terms Unreal. of their specific areas. Uh, you know, we had a hundred something page report summary of all of the responses. And they basically said, this is what we need. The, not only is this what we need, but here, here are the specifics that we need to see for this to be a success. So we did that with employers. We did it with our governmental partners, uh, our high school partners, students, faculty. Uh, everybody had a piece in shaping that vision. And again, phase one, the automotive facility is open. Uh, phase two, uh, aviation will be open later this summer. But that's just part of it, right? Shiny new buildings, fancy equipment going inside of it. But how are we using those spaces? And that, that that's a... That's a Two-word answer, faculty, staff, in terms of what they're focused on and how they are going to utilize those spaces and, and serve our end user, the student. Uh, and our students are from all walks of life. We have students that are coming, graduating from high schools. We have students that are coming out of the military. We have students that are current employees with Raytheon, with Caterpillar, small businesses. Uh, and people need retraining. Upskilling, no reskilling, skill, new right? skills. Right. You know, Chapman has been one of my longtime partners. I do weave them into a lot of conversations because I have just such a soft spot of the Mrs. Green's journey with what all we were able to accomplish for 14 years. And Nebionis is a friend, and he I remember came about five years ago, he said, We are going to really start supporting Pima Community College more. And that was, and he said, it's self-serving. We need everyone that graduates from there to come work for us because you're teaching the new technology. And it's, when you think of the transition, and it's so, it's so it was not purposeful on purpose that we had Dallas Dukes yesterday and then you guys today, but it did tie in because Dallas said, you know, that there's not as many moving parts on an electric vehicle. Mm-hmm. But there are lots of something else he said, like, I don't know, maybe Dave remembers, but it's a much more complex carbohydrate than a gasoline engine. So right. it looks like it's simpler, but it is not, correct? There's a lot to it, yes. So don't get me into the techno language. You got that memo already. Yes. <laughs> it's like- and, and Nev, he's not just talking. Uh, Chapman and, and you know Scott serves uh, on our advisory for our automotive programs. He and the team... Pretty special. We we had a big event. I'm for beaming because I love them. Yeah, they're great. And uh, he, Scott and the team brought a whole bunch of vehicles out to the downtown campus. Uh, we had a big uh, focus on your future event. Uh, our workforce development team, Denise Kingman, and everybody just put on a great event. And Chapman was there. Uh, they they showed really up. showed they up. They show yes. up and they really care. They are community partners. And I say this about a lot of my partners. Where would we be without them? And TEP is another one. Where would we be without TEP? Tell me somebody. I have no idea. So, okay. So automotive, 
building and construction, computer-aided design, which is CAD. Is that right? Do you want to talk about that? The whole, is there anything more in those conversations that you said? Because I don't want to cut you off. I'm very interested in your part of it, as well as Marcy's, because she's got a heavy lift. Yes. I just want to go back to that idea of how do we get from here to there, and and that's faculty, uh, whether it's automotive, computer design, building and construction, aviation, faculty, stay current. In some cases, they're ahead of industry in terms of what they're looking at as far as bringing into our programs or integrating into our existing courses. So sustainability for building and construction uh, or design when it comes to a site uh, and making sure that our students are thinking about that when they're utilizing the skills that our faculty have taught them and then they go into industry or they go into business for themselves. Uh, Again, that's what I was saying. It's not about the shiny buildings or the new equipment. It's how do we use these resources to teach our students so they're they're more prepared to help lead all of us into the future. And aren't you, I I know I didn't make this up, even though I do make some things up because I think I heard them, but another great partner of ours that has been on board for 15 years or 12, I don't know, is Habitat for Humanity. Yes. And it all weaves into that because they need people that know how to build houses and need to know all the modern technology. So is Pima partnering, continuing to partner with Habitat? I mean, they make my heart sing too. I have my own hard hat with my name on it. Absolutely. Uh, and, and I just want to give a shout out to Carmen Cueva, who was a previous guest on your show. She is the department head for Pima's computer-aided design program, but she's also uh, serves on the board for Habitat. And so I'll just give a quick story of how we continue to partner uh, with Habitat, great partners. So students in the CAD program have designed homes uh, as part of uh, an initiative with Habitat. Habitat selected some of those designs and actually built the homes in the community. No, I'm not. Are you kidding me right now, as we say in Jersey? Are you kidding me right now? Forget about it. Um, (laughs) Forget about it. Forget about it. You know, and you... so. You know the the what we a lot what we say a lot of times is you know you give students a homework assignment. Think about the meaning behind that homework assignment. We want you to design X, and you're designing a home for the community. And my understanding is we just received notice today that the one of the homes that not just our CAD faculty and students, but our building and construction faculty and students helped build. Well, they designed it, and now we've helped build that home. Uh, and my understanding is the keys are being given to the family at a dedication next week. So yeah, that, I that's a real get homework assignment. Of that. I, I will forward it to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seriously. We, yeah, we need to do a story about it. I just got it today. <laughs> we need Marcy's to do a story about like, well, Marcy's giving him the stink eye. I'm telling um, you right now. So that is so cool. It is very cool, but it speaks volumes about the way the wonderful part of the Tucson community works. There's so much cooperation and participation and really strong, solid partnerships. I could wax poetic. So Mars, it's. Marcy is a friend of mine, thus the acronym Mars, Marcy Euler. Let's be formal here. This is like the reason you're here, but it's it's so much bigger because TEP is so wise in their Go Green Awards. They select them and then they ask us to cover it. And I, I lit up when I saw this one, but you got Innovative Partner Awards. So what a segue into this because of the college's efforts that are literally redefining workforce training and sustainability in our community. Um, It's a prestigious award. I know you got a call one day. It's not something you can apply for. I've been in on that end with TEP, giving recommendations for who it is. Sorry, I did not recommend you. I'd love to take credit for that. But um, (laughs) 
to congratulate you for that because it matters. And is it fair to say you have a big picture view? I'm sure you do, Greg. I just met you, but I got that right away. Um, do you think Pima College is working to have a transformative and indelible impression on the regional economy and the future workforce of Southern Arizona? That's not a setup. Is it that big? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. And and I would say that that Greg is one of multiple deans in centers of excellence. And each of the centers of excellence, as well as the other divisions, are doing exactly what he described earlier, working with business and industry partners, talking with faculty, figuring out how to get from here to there in a way that is meaningful for whatever renovations or curriculum changes need to take place not right now, but for five years from now, for 10 years from now, for 30 years from now. So the new buildings that are going into effect or the renovations that are happening are not for 2022. They're for 2026 and 2036 and 2050. And you have to stop at 2050 because I'll be 100 then. And mm-hmm. I always say, okay, we can't talk about anything after Not's 2050 because I will have FOMO. I'll be missing out. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I think that that's part of the secret sauce in all of this is that this isn't about Pima. This is about really being an engine for the economy, for workforce, for uh, people being able to have sustainable living wages, to be able to keep a roof over their head, to put gas in their car, food on their table, in a way that uh, also allows them to have meaningful work. And so I really am fortunate to be able to work with people like Greg every single day and to bring people to the campuses, to, to have TEP and their folks who brought the Go Green Award to us in the fall term and, and introduce them to the great things that are happening at all of the Pima College campuses. There are five of them in this community. And, and it's affordable. I have to throw that yes. in because I had no student debt and James and I paid for every penny of our education. And we have one student loan from one of our children and it's really tough. Pima yeah. is affordable and that matters so much, not to mention the quality of the education. So here's the 64, I was going to say 64,000, $6,400 million question. This is going to take money, like a lot of money. And you're, you have a big job, Mars, a big job. So I know you don't have an answer and a budget to show me and say, don't worry, Gina. But for its financial sustainability, for this tr- transformation, how heavy is the lift and what are you doing? There's good news. I know I remember reading about a big grant you got, but tell us about that end. Because do you sleep nights? A little. Okay. As does Greg, a little. I think we'll text each other in the middle of the afternoon about (laughs) something in the early morning or whatever because there are things that are happening all the time. It's just constant motion. Uh, So from this... Part of what Greg talked about were these buildings that are going up. So there have been some revenue bonds that went out to help build the buildings. The governor did make a $15 million contribution to the Aviation Center. So some things, that there's about $80 million in those two pots, the revenue bond and the the contribution from the, the governor's budget. 
And then there are a lot of other things that we're doing. Um, there's money that comes in through the grants and contracts office that helps provide out looking. a number of right. things that is 10, $15 million a year over the course of many years. And so when when I first came into this role, I looked at all of the education and facilities master plan and I added up all the numbers and I said, this is a $300 million project. Between and, you did, and you didn't quit? I did not run out of the building with my hair <laughs> on Screaming. fire. Screaming. I did not. It's like, what? But, but it makes so much sense. It makes so much sense to invest in these things because they aren't about investing in today. They're about investing in all of our futures, your grandchild's future, my children's future, the future of our community. And so we've had the privilege of some really generous gifts of late. And you talk about TEP and you talk about Chapman. They are great partners with us. They've given us funds for a number of different initiatives. Um, the Thomas R. Brown Foundation gave us the largest gift we've ever received. Another great yes. part, like they they fund big things in Tucson. Absolutely, and so that was one that Greg and I worked on two years ago that came to fruition in a way beyond our wildest imagination. Quite it had frankly. a lot more zeros in it than you thought. It, it and it had yes, it did. <laughs> it had a lot more of everything. In Don't it stump the guests, Tina. <laughs> than we ever imagined. I mean, it really was. It was amazingly shocking how generous, and yet it demonstrated how important the work that, uh, in this case, applied technology is doing for the greater good of the community. And then in December of 2021, we received a $5 million challenge grant from the Connie Hellman Family Foundation, and we are obligated to raise $10 million by November 30th, 2024. So they're five plus another 10? We have to raise the 10 to get the five. okay. By when? (laughs) It's less than three years now, but who's counting? Uh, But we've got lots of people who have started to pay attention, who are seeing the work that's being done by Greg's team, that are seeing the work that the the performing arts students and faculty are doing, that the cyber IT uh, Center of Excellence is doing, that hospitality leadership, we're doing a big event on Thursday, bringing in a chef from out of town. We have about 400 people signed up to go to Casino Del Sol to see a celebrity chef and do a cook-off. I wanted to go to that. You said it was like the Bobby Flay cook-off, and I won't be here, so I'm sad. Gina misses another one, mm-hmm. but keep me on the mailing list. But, but those are the kinds of things, Happening the innovations, so the, the things that are trying to draw the community in, because it it's astonishing to me how often I'll bring somebody to one of Greg's buildings or one of the other places, and they'll say, I had no idea that was happening at Pima. And we are the best kept secret in town, and we need to change that. Right. And this podcast, I, I mean, seriously, guys, You've got to send it to donors. I'm not kidding. Prospective donors and foundations because it tells a wonderful story about how other community partners are participating. And when I think about somebody like Neb, um, we we had a joke there because I worked for them for with them for 14 years. Like not much gets by that big dog. Mm. He sees all, hears all, and makes big decisions. So when he decided to make the shift with other people there, it's a big deal because he knows that he wants his money to have an ROI. 
to help their company be stronger because if their company is stronger, they can employ more people, they can give to more charities. It's a total sustainable loop. So I want to ask you both one quick thing. And I told you that we weren't going to pay attention to the time and 30 minutes is already up. So that flew. Agreed? Look at it. I wish, I always wish it was on video. It's like, oh my gosh. So Will Money, I'm doing a big brain series with my friend Skip Leitner on, it's really about, climate change at the nexus of the economy. And I spent hours, I have spent hours with him. Talk about a big brain. He drives me nuts because he reads like 17 books a week, I think. And he asked me if I read them. And I said, no, I'm reading the Louise Penny mystery series right now because I need to keep my brain relaxed. I can't do this 24-7. No, I don't. But what we're talking about is, this is so weird to me because tomorrow I'm interviewing him And what he is saying is, we need to invest in this, in this, what you're doing to get us ready because it's all tied to climate change and sustainability and the future of our economic stability. And you're doing it. And I think it's, I think it's very strange that I had Dallas Dukes and then you guys and then skip tomorrow because he said, people need to decide we better invest in this because the, the, the flip side of it, if we don't, is devastating for us as a country, for us as a world presence, so many things. So my question is, I remembered I had a question. Um, will any of the money that there's billions of dollars that we are finally seeing people pass at the federal level, will that help? Do you have your bots out looking for money that will help fund programs for training Kids to be ready, or not kids, people, like you said, people That's entering right. the military, people wanting to reinvent themselves with new careers. It, do you have a sense for if that money will help with your $10 million that you have to raise, Mars? So some people have already invested in that in prior to this okay. initiative. Right, so, right. so Bank of America made a million-dollar gift to us a couple of years ago to really help address the incumbent worker, upskilling kinds of issues. And just one, I think that the Thrive in 05 won the Common Ground Award that the Bank of America money is focused on. And so uh, that that is around making sure that people are able to have those sustainable living wages. And, and that's a si- that is another really sizable gift. It is. And we've got other people who are coming in for micro pathways, for short-term uh, accelerated programs, Pima Fast Track, that allow students to be focused for a brief period of time and then get out and there are stackable credentials that people can come in and oh. out multiple on ramps into the institution to be able to get the skills they need get a promotion or get a new job then come back when they need that next level and that's a lot of that is happening in Greg's area right again going back to uh, innovation and and building an infrastructure whether it's the facilities uh, like our automotive technology and innovation center can accommodate the infrastructure was already built this way to house up to 10 and service 10 electric vehicles. Um, and then Marcy mentioned the fast track. So those that are new to an industry or, or want to learn about it, giving them exactly what they need to be credible on an employer's floor um, and not necessarily having to go through that semester long process. So whether it's automotive or automation, uh, building a construction, uh, and you're right, those, those community hubs. Um, and we have 
applied for federal funding mm-hmm. to, you know, when you think about the automotive facility, making that a hub for uh, charging electric vehicles. It's so, got to happen. Yeah. And it just, it makes, it, I'll sleep better because of shows like this. And I, and I, I mean that sincerely because this is not a job for me. It's something I created and I live. So what were you going to say? Well, I was just going to add that, and, and it's a, again, it's a, like you said, it's a partnership. It's the entire community. So working with the Tucson Electric Vehicle Association, Those they have guys guided are us. Great. Oh yeah, they've given us oh all gosh. kinds of information on how you know how we should do this or how we should do that, uh, and then of course TEP. So looking at not just having the charging facilities at downtown campus, but then how do we train those to service the vehicles, service the chargers? Um, Just thinking about all of those possibilities and and making it happen. And one of the things that Neb did, I mean, he should be sponsoring this show. I'm going to call him and tell him, just kidding. Is he, my last vehicle that I had with them was um, an Audi e-tron SUV. Okay, $85,000 car. And I did say to him, Neb, this is my last car one I cannot get, and it was like heaven. I had it for a year and a half. Now, when you talk about, he wanted me to know what it was like. So we took a trip to from here to Taos, New Mexico. Changes how you travel. Right now, you do not travel like you have a gas-powered vehicle. Mm. And all I can tell you is, Greg, we had trouble at the charging stations, and they said an engineer is going to get out there this week. And I'm like, well... I'm in Santa Fe, I have to get to Taos, and that's not going to help me. Can you get me to some other charging stations? So it's illustrative of we need the people that you're training, and we need them in, like Marcy, I had no idea, these building blocks, not a four-year college, that's not what we need right now. We're we're moving at the speed of light here. So we need to have people that are, I love the word, nimble, and can train faster. And I, I was thrilled to see this here. Well, that, that's one of the things that, that one of the other administrators at Pima talks about all the time. The centers of excellence have to be Con- convergent, flexible, uh, flexible, and... and we, well, yeah, the conver- it's about convergence, flexibility, and speed. Okay, got it. Oh, my gosh. Right, it's that nimbleness to be able to address what's it's happening happen. when you identify it as opposed to when it's a problem. Right. Like, it has, right. it's, it's forward thinking. Right. It's that innovation. You talk about funding that's coming in. You know, we, we have a, a very robust adult basic education program that takes uh, students who didn't finish a high school diploma who are then... It was my first job here, but it was at Pima County Adult Education at the time. Okay. Talk about a valued service. So Pima, Pima trains thousands of students in that realm every year. Now, and, and what used to happen... So in the olden days, what used to happen was... Way back when I started. <laughs> even, even probably about three years ago, we'll call the olden days. Oh my God, so back before history was being written, okay. Mm. So, so even three years ago, there wasn't a way for you to finish your GED and be enrolled in courses at Pima that led you to a solid career. You had to finish it. You had to finish, and then you were allowed to go into courses that you might need extra help in, but it was not in parallel. It was in series, and a lot of people didn't continue to get that career training. So it now is in parallel. You can be doing your adult basic education GED classes and the IBEST 
Integrated Basic Education, education Skills Training. Thank you, IBEST. Okay, love those acronyms. And then that allows for students to start working toward that meaningful degree, that meaningful career, at the same time they're finishing up their graduation requirements for a high school equivalency. And the wraparound services that are provided, and again, a number of those programs are in Greg's area, but it provides students with actually light at the end of the tunnel that they're going to be successful. And not just light at the end of the tunnel, but money and promotion and opportunity. And there's some great success stories For around that For the financial stability part of it, it's so it's so important. So I, I find it very hard some days to actually call this work. It was so delightful. And praise to TEP for their vision in picking you for innovative partners, well-deserved. Um, I think if we figured out a way to promote this, I'm not kidding because I know when something really nails it and we nailed it because we had fun and people like to listen and you're part of an inside conversation. We need to get this out there so that people really understand and so that Pima Community College is not Tucson's best kept secret. It changed the trajectory of my life and I can tell you that because I went to Rutgers, Newark for one year, came out here and I went to Pima. So everybody, there's a great video that'll be on the show notes page. It was really fun to watch the video for them getting the Grow Green Award. And I encourage everybody to listen to that, to watch it. It's a good one. And I thank both of you for being here, for your work. It's of utmost importance. I'm sure you could tell that came from my heart and you give me hope. So thanks for being here. Thanks, Gina, for having us. 